episode 161 of the Vitabar Werewolves. It was a very enthusiastic number, like that meant something. <laughs> 161. Yeah. The number of the Lord. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. I don't know. I couldn't even, like... <laughs> when the Endless Ones return from their dark slumber. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Um, it is our first show in December. I can't believe December's here. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird. Time yeah, got away from me. <laughs> it did. It, it totally did. I spend. I I find myself just often going. Wait, it's what? I know. <laughs> well, you know me. Like lately, I don't even know what fucking day of the week it is half the time. Oh my god, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been multiple times here lately. <laughs> yeah. just, it's like, wait, it is Wednesday. Shit. <laughs> yeah, hundred no, percent. Although we do get, we do know, I do know that Tuesday a new season starts. Fuck yeah! So, hell yeah! yeah I, I need that. that shit too. Good yeah. lord. You know that's right. Um, I do think it's becoming increasingly clear to me that I think twenty twenty three is going to be a year without Twitter. Yeah. And, and not because, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm glad that this has shown Elon Musk to be the racist fucking idiot that he is, but it's just not fun anymore. Like, there yeah. was, I mean, it hasn't been fun for a long time in that, in, in the same way it was, like, when it first started, but it's been harder and harder every day for me to, like, find something on there that, I feel was worth the time I spent looking for. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have I had to go through and mute like words and phrases and shit for yeah. the first time. I've been on there for 14 years. I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. And now I've got like a list. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, why buy, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I joined a discord and it's just not my scene. They're very nice people, but it's way more like comic book focused and I'm just not. You yeah. Know, I don't keep up with that stuff. Um, and all the different platforms, like Hive was great when it worked, and now it just seems yeah. like it's just complete. and I get it, they've had so many people join. So, I mean, honestly, like, I just need to know, like, when, when Black Twitter decides where they're going, I'm just going to go there, because they are yep. fucking hilarious. So, <laughs> I just, and I just sit, and I don't even, con- I do not contribute to the conversation, I just laugh my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you know, whatever. Eventually something will come along, or maybe it won't, and maybe that's fine. Yeah. So, who knows. Um, okay, so we this is our last um, kind of quote-unquote normal show, if there even is, is such a thing, uh, before we head into our best of uh, for the year. So, um, three movies to talk about this week and then next week. I don't know what we're doing first. We usually like to do best of movies as the very last one because that yeah. gives us more time to watch things um, as the year comes to a close. I know I still have like a list of shit I want to try and see before the year ends, which is yeah. funny because we always do it this is the best thing I watched this year. Not the best thing that came out, but you and I are both like at the end of the year, just like cramming as many movies into our eyeballs <laughs> yep. Yep. as, as we can fit. Um, so, um, but, um, three movies this week. Um, one is on shutter, just actually debuted on shutter. Um, and then the other two are just your, your good old VOD. Um, what what do you want to do first? Uh, we can do Black Adam first if you want. All right. So Black Adam, the the much uh, heralded return to form uh, to the DC extended universe, at least in um, uh, um, Dwayne Johnson's mind, anyway. Mm, yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is a movie he's been trying to get off the ground uh, for quite a while. Um, uh, and basically features the the titular hero um, who uh, kind of gets awakened from his slumber um, in the in the uh, the country of what's it Kadak? 
Kandak. Kandak, sorry. Um, so 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 Kandak, Kandak is this like kind of fictionalized uh, Middle Eastern country that at one point in time. Um, had been oppressed by this king and and found uh, you know the same wizards that gave Shazam uh, his powers gave um, their own uh, this other kid um, uh, powers to basically free conduct from this this king shit kind of went sideways someone did a little too much freeing um, and uh, and then as a result you know, that their savior basically disappeared for however many hundreds of years. Uh, now, kind of in present times, Kondak is basically occupied by Inner Gang, um, which is, you know, just like how Marvel has, like, you know, AIM and um, Hydra. Like, Inner Gang is just this, like, DC kind of giant uh, criminal kind of, in this case, they kind of are like, they, 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 um, uh, they they make them out to be kind of like a Blackwater, like a like a yeah. mercenary group, uh, and they're basically occupying the the country, taking their resources, kind of like imprisoning people, putting checkpoints in place, stuff like that. And uh, Black Adam ends up getting reawakened and decides to fuck shit up. <laughs> um, and uh, Amanda Waller having her her finger on the pulse of basically anything that happens anywhere superhero related in the DC universe sends the Justice Society out uh, to stop him uh, and things kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot I enjoyed quite a bit honestly about this movie. Um, I did have some like eh, type of stuff, but you know oh, as yeah. as a um, um, one, I, I mean, Dwayne Johnson brings a lot of, he, he's, he's a fun actor to watch, even if like some of his, you know, like kind of, I can't lose type of stuff that yeah. he puts in, even if some of that gets a little tiring because it's just hard to feel like there's any stakes involved. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very magnetic on screen. Um, he, he brought, uh, you know, kind of basically being Black Adam and trying to learn um, some some stuff from from a young boy that he kind of meets and saves uh, along the way, Am- Aman. Um, uh, you know, trying to incorporate some of what this kid is talking about as he goes about m- murdering members of Intergang, <laughs> and that was one of the things that I, I thought was was. Not not that I'm a, a proponent of watching people die on screen, but Black Adam is not Superman. Right. Um, you know, Black Adam has no problem whatsoever killing people if they are raising a hand against the folks he's trying to protect. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fine to have those different types of heroes in comic book movies because there's those different types of heroes in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're you're not gonna have that. You're not gonna have a Lobo you know, dealing with uh, situations in the same way that Superman does. So if you're going to make a Lobo movie, you're going to have to be true to the character and have him do what he does in the same way that, like, you know, as much as we did not like the the swearing and what, not that we didn't like the swearing in Logan, but it, right on the heels of Deadpool, it felt very much like... yes. They were just like, yay, we got an R. Fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, right. <laughs> but like the, the the level of violence in Logan from an unchained Wolverine is exactly what you would expect. That That's yep. who he is. Absolutely. Um, and so for Black Adam to be just like f- annihilating these guys and some of the scenes, there's one scene in particular where he's talking to Hawkman and he had just flung some guy. <laughs> like yeah. way off and Hogman's like where where's did you kill him and and then then they there's a pause and you see the guy land miles away and he's like he didn't make it <laughs> like that shit was funny like yeah. so they they were able to use you know humor it it wasn't just like so the problem with i think sometimes when you have someone who so, so when you have some people who are super into the comics and they're trying to bring that sensibility to the screen, but then they have to work with people who are not into the comics and they're trying to make a movie that makes money, there's always that kind of tension there. And sometimes that tension uh, ends up 
you get you get pressure on both sides and what you end up with is something that works really well but sometimes you get pressure in ways where stuff doesn't work so like having someone kill people for no reason whatsoever and it just kind of comes across as like just stupid like that we don't want but in this case I felt like Black Adam's response to things was entirely appropriate in the way that he kind of moved his arc through the movie to uh, to to, in, to to take into account the views of others mm-hmm. and be a different person at the end than he was at the beginning was was fantastic. And then the yeah. humor that they added was 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 really was great. Um, yeah. And the the thing I felt I I was most i found most interesting is that when the justice society comes on the scene what they said and hawkman in particular who i thought was great played by aldous hodge yeah he was um, great who you know had had kind of done um a number of different interviews um and talked about how do you um how do you play a character like hawkman who has had so many different incarnations mm-hmm. and he was like well you just you take the parts from all of them that work and you you basically make your version of the character and i think he did a great job mm-hmm. um but when the justice society kind of first shows up what hawkman says is that we are here for global stability <laughs> and i thought that was really interesting because that's different than we're here to stop the bad guys because if they had were there to stop the bad guys, and this is what the folks in Condock were kind of saying, like this fucking gang, these mercenaries have been here for how long now? Right. Like fucking all our shit up, and you didn't give a shit about any of it while they were here putting in checkpoints and beating our citizens and imprisoning people and fucking taking our country's wealth. You only had a problem with it when somebody showed up. And started killing folks. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting, this idea of, like, it's not peace. It's not fighting the bad guys. It's it's global security. Like, I felt like, and we haven't talked about Wakanda Forever yet because you haven't seen it. But right. the, the through line of Wakanda Forever... As much as as much as Namor they position as being the bad guy, the Namor is not the bad guy of Wakanda Forever. Uh, Western nations, the yeah. United States and Europe and other primarily white nations, are the bad guys of Wakanda Forever, and that was a, a very interesting to me kind of aspect of that movie. Because it, I felt it somewhat reflected here, where the, the the established superhero group, they're only there because this new power is there that might destabilize the region, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact that this person is actively trying to help this country. Right. Um, but um, but I mean. At the same time, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Where the fuck were these guys when Doomsday was running around? (laughs) And I think that's the problem when you start throwing shit in to make it interconnected. It's like, well, why is – where's Shazam? Yeah. Like, we got a really awesome mid credit scene that I thought was great and perfectly in character and loved it. But I was like, where's Billy Batson? Like (laughs) – that's yeah. who we're supposed to be seeing. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, like Dwayne Johnson has been very vocal about wanting Black Adam and Superman to throw down. So, you know, the the it, and and very you know pro Henry Cavill putting the suit back on and stuff like that. So, you know, that scene was was. Like I, I mean, this movie was so much fun for me, and I know it's bad. It's like, it's not great as far as like you know, you know, you're not looking at something like Black Adam for like this deep, convoluted plot, and you know, and it's gonna have, you know, it's gonna get from point A to point B, and you're gonna be able to pick most of the beats out pretty easily, you know, and and it it had some hokey dialogue, <clears throat> you know, if they had said hero one more fucking time, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but you know, still, I still couldn't help, I just. 
just seeing the Justice Society on on the, on the screen and and I how, think Pierce Brosnan looked amazing. Yes. Like his doc, like the the Doctor Fate stuff. I felt like they pulled some from Doctor Strange, but I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like you're you're trying to do a, a, a master magician, regardless of what universe they're in. You're yeah. going to pull multiple. Oh well, yeah, but I like mean, they, he Marvel was fantastic. D, you know, they, yeah, I agree. You know, and Marvel and DC do that to each other in the comics yeah. all the time. You know, it's just you know they have. You know, they're Superman, and we have ours and stuff like that. And um, uh, so, yeah, so same thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah that, there was a lot of Doctor Strange stuff in there. But, but you know, and the thing with that is also, like, a lot of people have never fucking heard of Doctor Fate. So, you know, yeah. kind of – I could see why they did kind of some of the stuff they did. But, yeah, he was fantastic. And it was just so cool to see. And like you said, Alex Hodge, he was so good as Hawkman. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kicks Hawkman is like – I think he looks badass, like, depending on, like, the artist and stuff. But mm-hmm. – Trying to make that costume, yeah, especially sense. like 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 <laughs> the the um the just the bare chested with the yes. you know the the strap over and then right it's like and I mean it's like I honestly I think the very I think all of the various incarnations of Hawkman they all have you know on the one hand you've got this like super cool you know like kind of serials you know, like archaeologist turned superhero, like that's badass. But then you've also have this like immortal, you know, yeah. reincarnated, reincarnated, you yeah. know, Egyptian superhero. Like, I mean, there's just, I, I just, it, there's just kind of so much to pick from. And I mean, the one yeah. thing about, you know, they, they do had some, some really good kind of action scenes in this film. If you could get past all of the slow motion, yeah, which I was like, I just it, to me that felt like such a relic of just like ten years ago. Yeah, it, yeah, it very much felt like that. I, I, I kind of got that feeling from it too. Like it's, it's, it felt like a like a really early superhero yeah. movie, right? Which is funny because you know I think about that too, and I go, but then I always I like I always come back to Blade, mm. and I always think about how fucking ahead of its time that yeah. movie were and how lucky we were to get an amazing two fantastic movies and then one really not fantastic movie <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> out of Blade and, and Wesley Snipes and it just blows my and we were so like we didn't realize at the time yeah. that there was gonna come a time when we would get more superhero movies that we knew what to do with, but we would also just get so tired of how much they all followed the same pattern. Mm-hmm. And then we still have these two absolutely amazing superhero, anti-hero, hard R. Yeah, man. And it blows my... And one of them directed by Guillermo fucking del Toro. Like, it blows right. my mind. Right. Um. So, so the one thing I do have to ask you, because I am not, I don't really know, like, Adam Smasher and Cyclone, like, Cyclone, they kind of listed her originally, like, on her rap, she was, like, Red Tornado, but Red Tornado yeah. was, like, an android. So, like, is right. is Cyclone someone in the comics, or was that, like, an amalgamation of heroes that they made for this movie? I think it's just for the movie, to be honest. If, if, if there... There may be a, a character named Cyclone in DC. Honestly, I don't know. For, I can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but I yeah, I, I think that was for the movie. Because if you're going to put, you know, if it was going to be Justice Society, it would have, like you said, it would have been Red Tornado. Right. And then same thing with Adam Smasher. Like I, I didn't really. Like, yeah. Is Adam Smasher like getting big? That's his deal. I. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He. You know. He's. He was he was pretty like his look was spot on. He was just a yeah. fucking idiot. I didn't like that part. You know, <laughs> I love that his his father or grandfather Henry Winkler. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what? Where the? I would like to know the story behind that because I love Henry Winkler, and by all accounts, he seems like an absolute sweetheart of a human yeah. being. Yeah. But it's like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, like who? Yeah, like seriously, like. Is it somebody like on the production, like he's friends with him or something, and like wanted yeah. to do it? Like I don't know, because he was, it was like, I would love to be in a DC movie, and they're like, um, okay, like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is, it's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just anyone who grew up watching Happy Days is <laughs> like right. sitting there looking at that, going, uh. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Sure, <laughs> I guess. Bizarre. It was bizarre, but I loved it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like you know, I, as I as I watched it, I was like, I was having a great time with it. Um, it's just that you know, some of those things kind of were popping up that, and I think that's when I just. It's more like I think about the stuff afterwards, and I think yeah. it, it's it's you know. I loved like my favorite DC movies have been more of, you know, the the, the one offs like yeah. you know Wonder Woman or Aquaman or Shazam. Less so the ones where they they made a point to make them be connected. Although the the Snyder cut of Justice League I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, so you know it'll kind of be interesting to see. And I mean as far as like, and this is where I like. When you when you kind of have the 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 you know whatever the schoolyard discussions over who can beat who, like for me, yeah. I go okay, fine. Dwayne Johnson wants to have a movie where him and Superman throw down, and I understand like Superman's kind of vulnerable to magic, but like I don't give a fuck what contractual shit you have that says you can't lose. Like, yeah, <laughs> you gotta lose. Like, I don't. I'm not. Yeah personally gonna be here for a movie where superman gets his ass kicked by black ad like that's just right that's just well, me it, as a person but yeah. you know well and somebody asked him about that too like because he was so wanting you know like i said so wanting the superman black adam thing and somebody said you know could black adam beat superman that he's like oh no he's like superman's like the most powerful being you know in the world so yeah and, and you know it's funny because i still one of my favorite comic book like um memories is in kingdom come mm-hmm. when um you know billy Batson there who at that point he had the the worm kind of in his in his his he was being mind controlled kept like you know tra- transforming back and forth Mm-hmm. So that the lightning, the magic lightning, would would fuck up Superman because, you know, he was, um, you know, he he knew how vulnerable to magic he was. So like right. that aspect to me, like I I love that aspect. I I also loved in that same comic, him using the lightning to detonate the nuke. Like yeah, you know, using that aspect of his his character, like how he becomes his character to, and that was the one thing and they kind of like, that was one thing about black Adam. I, I actually did enjoy quite a bit was that they do kind of like a, a, a little head fake bait and switch in terms of like his origins as a character. And I feel like they played a little fast and loose with like how that shit works. But, um, but I, I yeah. enjoy, I like that quite a bit that you, you kind of went into it thinking uh, one thing between how they set up, the origin and how um how black adam acts in the movie and then you know when you get about you know kind of to the third act you realize that it, it it's not what you think it was um and i yeah. thought that that was that was great i actually liked that i don't know enough of his character to know kind of what his deal is and how much um they played with his origins but i felt yeah, like it was that, pretty close yeah okay um, I, I like that quite a bit. So I mean, all in all, like it was was one of those movies that, like, when it came out in the theater, I was just like, I am not. I just don't feel. Yeah, like I, going I, to I see did that not the expect theater. to like it as much as I did. Honestly, yeah. did. I yeah. was surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah, um, and and it and and he was fine as Black Adam, but it, it was like I said, it was Hawkman and and Doctor. It was a Justice Society for me that made the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think I think they they were kind of like allowed to have more personality and yeah you know kind of go through a bit more that that's the thing when you know when the the, the protagonist of the story really is i mean he he they, they, he's not really given a lot to kind of like to fail and to you know i mean he yeah. definitely his character kind of grew over the course of the movie but that's not you know yeah i don't i think people wanted him to show up and start fucking cats up and just keep fucking cats up all movie long at which point then you know you're kind of letting others do the more uh kind of emotional heavy lifting so yeah um but yeah i mean i would i you know for me i would definitely put it 
you know, put it up there with the the other kind of one-offs. Not Wonder Woman '84. That movie is still Oof. fucking garbage. I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> I know. So I still. <laughs> I just remember my wife and I split it up over two uh, two nights. Yeah. And the second night, we were both like, "Oh God, do we have to finish watching this?" I just couldn't believe it. I was so excited for that movie. And- <laughs> And then, like, Jesus, we had watched it the night before, and we weren't drinking, totally sober when we watched it, and we started up and going, "Wait, do you remember what's happened?" <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still haven't gone. I can't. I still haven't gone back to it. I I haven't because I'm just like, what's the point? I'm not gonna feel better about it. I know. I mean, I don't even have a way. To, I'd have to. Maybe it's on HBO Max. I have no idea what the status of different. Things. Oh my god! I oh know. I have no idea, and if if I that's like, you know, I don't know. Um. All right, so let's let's do a wounded fawn. Yeah. Next, so a wounded fawn um, debuted on Shutter this past Friday, um, directed by Travis Stevens, who had done um, Girl on the Third Floor, which was terrible and yep. jacob's wife which was fantastic yep. <laughs> um, and then uh written by nathan faudry and um travis stevens uh starring our uh perennial favorite josh rubin um sarah lind and um Malin barr kind of has a, a pretty big um role in it as well so essentially um Josh Rubin plays a serial killer, which is not a spoiler. It becomes pretty clear fairly early on in the movie uh, where he kills uh, Malin Barr over a statue, uh, essentially. Um, and then uh, we, we come to, to uh, Sarah Lind, who plays uh, Meredith, uh, who is talking with her friends about how she's dating this guy, and um, they're going to go to the... Um, Sorry, my NAS has decided to start beeping. Oh. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna go uh, away for their first weekend at this cabin in the woods, and she's really excited, but also kind of like um, hesitant because she's in therapy because her past boyfriend had been abusive, and she's just kind of like she's just now learning how to uh, kind of get past that. Well, as you would expect, who the boyfriend is? It's Josh Rubin's character, Bruce. They head to the cabin, and um, there's kind of some signs along the way that he's a little kind of controlly and weird, and then um, gets there and does what serial killers do, <laughs> right. but not as well as he thinks, and she whacks him on the head with a statue, and then it becomes this very long kind of in his mind of... Uh, various like visions and characters that he's seeing, and like the the red owl that drives him to kill, and past women that he's killed, and um, kind of a, a glimpse into his mind as he's trying to find her um, to to finish the job, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was interesting in that you know a lot of times. Um, in these movies, what we see is kind of the final girl fighting back against the serial killer over the course of the movie and then ultimately triumphing. And in this movie, it was the killer essentially like trying to find this woman to, 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 to kill her and, mm-hmm. and all this shit in his head uh, that he's seeing and, and experiencing getting to that point. But I still feel basically the way that the movie ended that and what she looks like at the end that I still would have preferred to see what the fuck she did because Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm like she he he ends up essentially writhing on the ground and she's dressed in what looks like a tarp or trash bags. Yeah. And and somehow managed to like convince him she was somebody like i i would like to know what the fuck she was doing (laughs) yeah Yeah. exactly like yeah like she's got so like you know he's he's got a severe head injury and so he's seeing all that and he's already nuts so so he starts seeing all this crazy shit out there and she's like putting on like this weird 
like performance almost. Right, like taking you know? advantage of like this the statue, whatever that he grabbed, was, yeah. like, some Greek, you know, mythology type of stuff, and taking advantage of all that to to. But also, like, she's only one person, and he's having visions right. of like the various like women that he's killed. So it's like, where is the other people coming? Like, it can't all have been her because it's that there just wasn't unless she brought like a trio of community theater actors and actresses (laughs) like there's just not enough folks for this performance you know the the one the one girl that he killed the the girl from the start you know her body was in that barrel i was like is she like putting her body up and shit like right you know like i don't know it was fucking weird and that's (laughs) the thing it's like you don't know how much of it is supposed to be like she basically was just essentially staying ahead of him, you know, and staying away from him so that he couldn't kill her. And then his mind was taking care of the rest, right. and she was like taking advantage of of what was in his head to, um, you know, essentially best him. Right. Um, or if if there, like you said, there was more to it. She was using props and you know, <laughs> lighting and you know right. whatever. And it's like, and that's the thing. It's like I love Josh Rubin. I I mean, his work is so good. And I I guess I prefer the stuff that he writes himself better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's still a lot of fun to watch. I just don't know why he was the focus. And not her. Yeah, yeah. It was it, it like well, yeah, like you said, it was an interesting. There's some interesting decisions made uh, for the story, but I mean, I still thought it was really cool. Like the the. So I, I think at the end of the day, I think I liked it, but it was weird, and there was like because a lot of the imagery was cool, but yes. But then some of it was so silly, like like when they cut the head off the owl, and it's that that weird red thing with the two eyeballs and it looks like so shitty. Oh yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> was, was like, really weird. I was like, are you serious? That's the best we could do guys. <laughs> yeah. That was really weird. It was, yeah, it was almost like, I don't know. It's like, that would have made more sense in like mad God, but only because mad God was claymation, not because mad right. God was shitty, but right, just, right. Because, <laughs> like, you're like, Oh, okay. It was like the spaghetti monsters from, uh, from Sesame Street, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah. So I it's and and it's um and it's funny because I know like I saw Josh Ruman was on Twitter and he was like, you know, I want to be on all your podcasts. I want to. It doesn't matter. I want to be on all your podcasts. I want to talk about the movie. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought like when you were doing Scare Me, you were like, I'm doing gonna go i'm going on all these podcasts and then you're like when you did werewolves within you're like i don't have to go on people's podcasts anymore if i don't want to and now you're back to like put me on all your podcasts and i was like i obviously didn't ask him to be in ours because i'd be yeah i just was, didn't want to one be rejected but also i was like i don't think he means us like <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like, i mean You'd have to carry the weight because I'd be sitting here not saying shit because I'd be so nervous anyway. But yeah. Well, also, I mean, I'm sure when he's like, I would like to be on all your podcasts, it's like, I'm sure there's probably still a listener threshold we have not quite yeah. met. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 I guess it's like, I mean, at this point in time, like Travis Stevens, I, uh, you know, his output has been somewhat uneven. You know, as I said, like, Girl on the Third Floor was. Not a great movie, regardless of the numbers it did on Netflix. Whereas Jacob's Wife was fantastic. Uh, yeah. And this one, I feel like, was kind of in the middle. I think there's yeah. definitely stuff you can um, you can find to enjoy. But there's also some kind of head scratchers where you're just like not sure why um, that was the choice that they made. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I mean, I... I I always remember um, uh, Top Chick when he would talk about, you know, games. He he would say, I, you know, I, I would prefer a flawed game that does something, you know, different than something that just like completely sticks, like by the rules and you oh know, yeah, 
something incredibly well polished that doesn't say anything new. Um, and I kind of look at something like this. Like I, I would rather have something I feel that's like different and yeah. um, even if it doesn't entirely work uh, because we, we see so many things that are exactly the same. Yeah. Um, that oh, for it, sure, and even the you know even the like the production and the presentation of yeah, the like the the sixteen awesome. millimeter film, yeah. like the film grain and everything. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah. So you know, it was it was it was very stylistic. I could say that yes. whether that whether that style works for you or not is you know, you know read your own mail there, but but uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like we said, that that is uh, available on Shutter. So you know, make sure to check it out as they have their uh I've been meaning to finally get around to rewatching all of the um Nightmare on Elm Street movies and they that, that's also the stuff that they dropped. Yeah, they they hit the other day, yeah. So I might I might have to go ahead and finally uh finally do that. Nice. Um, okay, so last movie is one that kind of took me entirely by surprise um because I just am not up on my my Benson and Moorhead stuff, uh, mm. and that is um, something in the dirt. Now, I don't know if this was a quote unquote pandemic movie. Um, it kind of feels like it, but also they're so lo-fi in their work, um, with the exception of Synchronic, which you know obviously had a bunch of money put towards yeah. it. But yeah. they do so much with so little. It, it, right. You know, like some of the pandemic movies that we've watched over the past, you know, year, year and a half, you can tell like they had three people in one location and, and they did the best that they could with it. And, you know, this was, you know, Benson and, and Moorhead for the most part, you know, kind of carrying um, this entire movie. Um, so this one was directed by the two of them, but written by, by Benson. Um, and, um, and again, I don't know if this was like a pandemic thing or it was just like more like a, just a more kind of close knit, intimate film. Um, but it's if it was a pandemic film, it's like, I think it's so easy to dismiss smaller independent filmmakers until you see what folks who are used to having a lot of resources do when their resources are constrained mm -hmm. because these two guys will fucking knock it out of the park you give them a whiteboard like, right. you, like, like you give them a camera in one room and they'll make a 90 minute movie that'll blow your fucking mind out yes like, <laughs> yes. they're so good at Absolutely. working with so little that even it's like it and it's so amazing to me to see how much mileage they can get out of just the two of them Mm -hmm. and a smaller setting and just a really fucking good idea. And yep. it just kills me to think of how much money is just given to filmmakers that just aren't as good. Yep. And and and, and I don't know if I want them to be given a shit ton of money. I mean, they were getting, like, they, they did Moon Knight, which was a fucking yeah. great show. And then they turn around and come right back to the roots and put out yet another one of their movies. And their yeah. movies, and when I say and their even, movies, it's not a pejorative. Their movies are so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like you said, like, you know, Synchronic was kind of them, you know, their biggest stage. At the same time, you know, it's still one of their movies, but then, you know, and then Moon Knight, and then they come back and they go right back to fact, like something like on the, the level of resolution. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And, and it's, they're so, and it's so, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this movie stayed with me a couple days. Like, I'm not going to lie because yeah, I was just mesmerized with the ideas in it to try to figure out if I was reading too much into things, and that's what I love about their films. Sometimes there's like spring is straightforward, right? But then there's yeah. other shit where you're just like, you know, am I like you start reading things into it, and you're like, am I am I reading too much into it? Am I? And I feel this one is is very much in in that that kind yeah. of vein. So so basically, 
Aaron Moorhead plays John Daniels. Uh, Justin Benson plays, I think, what I would consider kind of the main character of the film, Levi Danube, and he does an amazing job as Levi. So Levi is this is this guy. Um, life isn't necessarily in what you'd call the best place. <coughs> right. Moves into an apartment in this this uh, this um, uh, Laurel Canyon uh, neighborhood of Los Angeles. Uh, sight unseen, found it on the internet. Um, and uh, meets uh, John, who who has been living there for like ten years. And when he first meets John, John's got what looks like blood kind of spattered on him, and he's like, eh, "It's just from a, I, was, I was doing a goth wedding. It's yeah, it's cocktail, whatever." And you're just like, "Okay, that's a very weird right. ex- uh, explanation." But okay, well, essentially they start hanging out, and one day they see this weird they have this like quartz ashtray um and it starts reflecting light in an odd way and then starts floating and they go well maybe the maybe obviously there's something weird going on here um we should make a documentary about it and and you know there's like this joke about how much do you think netflix would pay something like this oh easily 10 million dollars you know like (laughs) um you know thinking okay our way to fame and fortune is going to be to um get rich selling this documentary um as the film unfolds we learn more about levi that um there's kind of some things about him some things about his past regarding his sister um that that we keep finding out about we also find more out about john the difference is that the stuff we find out about levi i think it makes him a more endearing sympathetic character the stuff we find out about john makes him a more kind of sinister um in my mind anyway character where you're you're less sure about his motivations and what's going on along the way then there's all these kind of discussions about geometry and the city planner of Los Angeles numbers that keep showing up in, in multiple places. There's a, 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 a plant that starts making weird fruit. There's um, just geocaches with, with items that hold significance and to lead to more coincidences. And so and I tweeted out about this that it reminded me of Under the Silver Lake, which mm-hmm. I love that movie, and it felt very much like this um, kind of conspiracy theory laden scavenger hunt across Los Angeles with with two guys that might, on the one hand, they may be they're finding meaning in seemingly unconnected things. But is that because they actually are connected? It's just that you have to be given the trail to follow to see those connections? Or is it just two guys, like, desperately hoping that there's a connection, and so they're seeing one where one doesn't exist? Yeah. And then it ends. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the ending, for me, I... I oh oh shit like out loud yeah like, pretty much yeah um <laughs> and I don't want to give it away because I feel like it's best like you really should experience it for yourself yeah yeah this is one of those things where it's, you know I, I don't I don't need to see a trailer I don't need to know anything about it yeah you know I know it's the new Benson and Moorhead I'm good I'm gonna watch it you know go I went in completely blind I had no idea what it was about yeah me neither uh, and man. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I mean, it was with me for a while too. Like I'm, I'm still thinking about it. But and for me, the question that I have to you is, after the ending, mm-hmm. all I kept thinking about was how much of it, how much was John directing, right? Or how much was John just on the ride with Levi, but also taking advantage. Like, I don't, I still, it's like, I want to talk about this movie having spoiled it so that we could get more into it. But my, my take, like, I read a bunch of reviews afterwards, like, oh, these like affable losers go on this, you know, whatever. And they're just kind of like, oh, you see conspiracies when you see it. And I ended it going, I think it's way fucking, I think this one cat was like, I think 
on the one hand, you could be like, he set this whole fucking thing up. Right. On the other hand, I'm like, I don't, there's certain aspects of it I don't know how he could have set up. Yeah. Well, even, you know, and even the, cause you know, kind of the way they, they play some of this movie is, is, you know, from the perspective of the documentary and stuff. And so you right. know, they had the interview with the one, the one person who even said, you know, just how much of it was real. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you just don't know. And, and that's, you know, and they're not going to tell you, right. That's kind of the, the, right. But, but the, the way that, John is and and the church that he was involved in being this like apocalyptic death church and and yeah. kind of like some of the stuff that they're talking about like it would make sense that this is something he's he's trying he's he's knows about and is taking advantage of for the purpose of his church but at the same time I you just don't see how it would be feasible that like there's just too many things like he just would not be able to know about ahead of time, you know what I mean, in order to take advantage of. But that was like some of the stuff I kept coming back to. And God, I just I love that this idea that like I can I watch this movie as it was unfolding, and I was you know very skeptical as things were happening because of who they were and and kind of the way that they you know um, uh, kind of wrote these guys were. You know, the, you know they're trying to get rich making a documentary. Of course, they're going to see things that maybe aren't there. But, but then you're like, well, fuck, maybe this one guy has more to do with it than the other. And then you know some of the the, the stuff, the way that they showed Levi and they played with time, and and kind of what he was saying and and where he was and everything. And you're like, well, shit. Like, when are some when are some of these conversations taking place in reference to? the movie and yeah, it just was, it was one of those ones where when I was done with that, I was like, well, I, now I need to watch it again to yep. see <laughs> what I can, can figure out. And maybe you won't figure stuff out. Maybe that's all kind of part of it is that because they didn't, they didn't figure everything out. Like it wasn't like they um, get to a point where they're like, Oh yeah, we know exactly what's going on. All we know is that shit was happening and how much given how Levi came to the building and given how long John had been there, how much of that was known by John ahead of time. And he just kind of like took advantage of it kind of to me that that's the mystery. And I think that's what's somewhat open to interpretation is that it's possible. He kind of knew this shit happened and eventually somebody else would show up and he could kind of manipulate them into doing what he wanted them to as almost like some weird kind of, apocalyptic sacrifice for his church but if that's the the route you're going there's a lot you have to just kind of take on faith because how would he know certain things on the other hand maybe it really was just these two kind of losers looking for greater meaning and finding it where there wasn't any because they were just so focused and hopeful that there was something there and honestly Mm -hmm. i'm fine with both i just don't know which one it's supposed to be yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, I mean, do you feel like I, I felt like this is probably their least straightforward? But I'd spent a while since I've watched like The Endless, and um, uh, yeah, I think. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, in some ways, like I, like I, you know, I said res- resolution earlier. I think that, uh, in a lot of ways, this really does go back to resolution, where you know, th- there's no explanation as to what how they're being given those tapes and, right. the, and those things, you know, f- for seemingly from the future that showing them things that are going to happen. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, you know, there's no explanation. And then even at the end, right. When they, when they go out to outside and the, the entity or the, whatever it is, is in the sky up there looking down at them, you know, they, they don't, and they're just, they just duck down, you know, it, it, it doesn't explain anything. And even the endless, you know, it, it's, it does a lot of weird shit, you know, the, the, time loops and and all yeah. that stuff and the thing in the sky and all that and that's kind of the thing for a lot of their movies and I, and I think that you know they don't talk about it a lot but I can't help but like make some of these comparisons to uh you know cosmic horror with a lot of their stuff yeah because it's it's just the un it's the unknowing is what is what a lot of the you know the horror comes from for their stuff and it's not it's more sci-fi don't get me wrong they're not strictly horror filmmakers but i think spring to an extent but spring i think spring is very spring is a horror romance so i mean yeah exactly um 
but uh, you know, and I think that's one of my favorite things about Cosmic Horror is that is there's not a lot of explanation because we're not supposed to understand. We're not supposed to be able to comprehend what it is. Right. Um, and you know, this one, you know, it's not in the same vein as something like the endless where there's like this weird entity floating, you know, in the sky and stuff like that. It's nothing like that, but you know, we also, you don't really know what it is. Right. And that's, you know, that's kind of the point um, for this. And this one, I think, you know, not necessarily horror, but uh, cause this one I think is probably their funniest movie. Yeah, there's a lot of comedy in this. That well, that, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I think just based on all their other stuff, I would say this is the one I think that probably has the most comedy. It's not a comedy, but it has the most comedy in it. Yeah, like, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. There's, there's. I laughed out loud a bunch of times in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I keep going back and forth on, on how you know, not how I feel about it because I fucking loved it, but yeah just what i think really was going on and you know all that stuff it's it's i'm like yeah i'm like you i just need to watch it again and, and kind of pay attention to some of the stuff but yeah and it's interesting because you know like levi was you know to me like such as like you know i mean justin benson playing him is just this incredibly sympathetic character like you know, we, we kind of throw around this idea of like, oh, this kind of affable loser. And it's like, you really do feel like as you learn more about him and the way that he just kind of drops aspects of his past very casually. And it's like, you yeah. realize like this was a person who really had some difficulties growing up and then just kind of had like a bunch of bad shit dumped on him. And then also, you know, made some bad decisions but it's like it's like you just feel like this guy who's like carrying around the weight of his choices yeah but um some of which completely alone because of (laughs) yeah and he's completely alone because of them and some of them like genuinely were not his fault yeah you know and it's like it's just such a shame because despite it all like he's just such a likable guy yeah because yeah. it's like, and and to play that in such a way as where, you know, you're not, you never get, they they just don't, they don't fall into the exposition trap, the heartfelt conversation, like, you, 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 you learn about him naturally, the way you would anyone that you, like, if you meet someone for the first time, your roommate or whatever, somebody in your new building, you start hanging out with them, you f- you find out things in bits and pieces. You don't have some big, long speech, like, just shit happens, especially if someone who's would be as guarded as he is, like, stuff's gonna come, and it's like, they just, the way that it's written, and these, just these two guys, like, having spent, you know, their professional career working with each other, just like the trust that they have in each other to be able to let these scenes happen and let these characters develop so organically. I mean, it's just so great to watch mm-hmm. because, I mean, you can tell that it's just the relationship that they've built with one another that they're able to play these guys, you know, as well as they can uh, against each other. And it's like, you know, you, you just don't, you just don't get that same... I don't know. It's like because they're in they're in control of all of it too. It's like when you think about some like big big budget movies, how little faith they have in the audience to be able to figure shit out. That like all the where they would have to put in the like obligatory exposition speeches and and just like you know moments where they think they're being like, revealing, and you're just like, yeah, no shit, right? Like, right. And it's like, and it's it. Uh, it's just so. It's so great to watch films that, you know, expect their viewers to be intelligent and figure shit out by what the movie is giving you. But then also at the same time, realize, well, maybe you actually didn't know it all and and there's more to it and and to go back and and look. Um, And it's like, I mean, they're just, they're just, they're so good at it. It's, it's, it's. It's just great. It's it's actually kind of annoying, but <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'll never be that good at anything, but that's cool, whatever. <laughs> not amazing movie, for God's sake. Like, yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. I was like, I would just love them, like, if, like, oh, man, like, just, 
them and the Daniels to just do a movie together. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. That would be amazing. That would be fantastic. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's available all the all the normal places you would, you would stream stuff. And um, and I, I use it. What shirt did you get? I ordered the, um, the spring shirt. With the <laughs> with the monster or the speech yeah. at the end? The monster. Okay. I, I asked my wife to get me a red um, Angry Dave. Nice. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I mean, honestly, I wanted so many of them, but I... I, I just, know. Just, just I, I have so many... Fun. I want the one that says a, a Benson and Moorhead uh, film on it, too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I had to get that one. Because Spring... Like, I, still think, I still think Spring is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I need to I need to do a week where I just go and and uh, excuse me, watch all their stuff. Yeah, I did that for um, something. One of them, I yeah. went back and rewatched everything not too long ago. Yeah, I guess it was for Synchronic. I went back and went through everything. Nice, nice. Um, all right, so that is it for movies. For games, um, I'm continuing to play. God of War, it is long and <laughs> taking a long time uh, to get through. Mm. Um, and I just recently hit um, this, um, I don't know what you'd call it, like this new area where... Um, it's like there's like a ton of shit to do. Like it's it's kind of like a Metroidvania in that like you'll get new shit, and be able to go back through old shit and do more shit. But mm-hmm. it's like this wasn't even this. It was like I went back to an area for story purposes, and then as part of the story purpose stuff, you end up um, some guy ends up falling off a flying boat. And then you 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 end up somewhere where you realize oh maybe he's he's still alive and we can go we can go after him and this place takes fucking forever and you're just like is this supposed to be like end game stuff am I supposed to be doing this now and it's just like mm. you know and I'm I'm enjoying it but at the same time I'm also just kind of like like ready for it to be done like I didn't realize I I I um I actually got like 94% of the trophies in the first one. Uh, there was like two that I missed, but there were ones like you had to go backtrack and find ravens or collectibles or something. And so I, I kept kind of like going back and forth with myself on this one about like, well, you know, would I get all the trophies? And like, there's so much stuff that like, it makes more sense to go back and do it after the story ends because there's some things you can't get until after the story ends. So you're going to have to backtrack anyway. And I was like, I don't know if I have the patience or the whatever oh, yeah. to, to go back through and do things I, I might just once i'm done with it be done with it but at the same time it's like you know kind of while i'm here if i can see shit then i want to kind of go for it um so mm. i don't know we shall see but um you know it's one of those things it's just like you know it's polished within an inch of its life as you know kind of talked about before so it's hard not to be like impressed at the level of kind of artistry on display and it's like especially the voice work like Christopher Judge's Kratos like he's fucking amazing mm-hmm. and he's just so good um but it's just like I don't know I have well, games you know like- it's one of those things for me where I know I'll get to it eventually you know it's not that I'm not like looking forward to it but I don't know sometimes these and even with I did the same thing with the first one I was like yeah I'll get to it I mean it's gonna be great I know that but uh you know it ended up being especially that last what two hours I keep saying this but I mean, that's the end of God of War, what, 2018, 19, whatever it was? 2018. That's, yeah, that's probably some of my favorite shit in gaming of all time. Like, it was amazing. But, uh, you know, this one, I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. I mean, <laughs> and I'll have a great time when I do, but I'm just not I'm just not dying to play it for some reason, you know? I, I mean, for me, what it is, it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's really, really good. It's just also feels kind of safe. Um, if that makes sense. Um, so it's like, you know, you, um, 
there's nothing like where you're like, oh, like I don't, I, I don't really feel like they they necessarily um, took risks per se. I think it's it's like they um, they did what they uh, you would kind of expect them to do, and um, they're 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 providing a, a, an extension of the story of the last one. And the mm. combat's fantastic, and there's tons of skills and armors and things like that, but they're not—they're not making any, especially because like on the heels of like the Last of Us Two, where we saw going back and forth between characters. So you know, in this one, you're kind of going back and forth between Kratos and Atreus. So most of the time, you're playing as Kratos, but you do play a significant amount of time as Atreus. And it's like you look back to the Last of Us, you know, Part Two, where you know you're going back and forth between Abby and Ellie, or yeah. you know whatever. So it's like. You know, you can't say that's necessarily anything kind of new because they would have already, you know, that we've already kind of seen, you know, that kind of success um, kind of before. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, um, it, it's just, it's very safe and that's yeah. fine. It's, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like if you go somewhere and they sell, you know, they have like really amazing cheeseburgers. You can have a cheeseburger that that doesn't necessarily do anything new. It's just really fucking good. That's right, totally right. cool. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, you're like, if you see a lot of money getting put into a restaurant, you maybe would want them to be a little more adventurous with the menu. Right. Right. Um, you know, there's something to be said for both quality and kind of stretching your legs creatively. And that being said, it's still like the level of artistry on display is absolutely phenomenal. It it is it runs absolutely beautifully. The accessibility options are there's tons of them, and it looks great. It plays great. It sounds amazing. Like you can't say that folks didn't do a fucking bang up job on it. It's just sometimes you want something that just stretches a little more into murkier potentially less but at the same time it's like i mean folks whatever like they when when god of war came out 2018 people were like what the fuck like yeah you know so they already kind of did that by just completely switching up what the franchise was and you you can't right. keep doing that like they they do also have i think a kind of a responsibility to themselves to tell the story they want to tell and if that means using the same thing like you're going but i don't know it's just it's this and it's just it's big budget video games right it's just the yeah. way that it just kind of <clears throat> right. goes back and forth i mean on the one hand you'd have something like death stranding where you're like i don't what the fuck is this like, <laughs> you know i mean kojima is yeah. kojima he's the only he's the, probably the only person that they're going to throw that amount of money to and oh, where yeah. he's like, oh, you make grenades out of pee. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and, you know, and so it's like, you know, I, I get it. Um, so I just have to appreciate it for what it is. Um, and then, um, you know, not for, for you know, some thing that it never was going to be in the first place. <laughs> so... But I am looking forward to. I should have Marvel Midnight Suns coming at some point. I'm interesting to see what that ends up being. And I do have pe Penitent, Pemitent, however you pronounce that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did grab Vampire Survivors, although I haven't started yet. And then we have the new season of Destiny. So it's uh, kind of why I also want to get this thing kind of wrapped up. Is like once the new season starts, that becomes my my job. Yeah, you know, it's not fair to Gungrave, but I'll be I'll be done with Gungrave for for a while after yeah. this. Yeah, it's good. You're like, ooh, sorry. Yeah. But my girl's back. <laughs> Not you, it's me. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, she was away, and we were on, we were on a break. <laughs> right. Now we're back together. And I mean, you're cute and everything. <laughs> but I'll text you when I'm done. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there might be a Saturday night where I'm a little lonely. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a you up from me. <laughs> <laughs> but feel free to see other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Um, all right, cool. So next show would probably next show is most definitely going to be our our end of year gaming show. So we'll, yeah. we will be uh, talking about the games that we played this year uh, that we enjoyed uh, the most for uh, whatever reasons uh, provided we could find joy. Uh, you know these days, which you know. Of course, that's a joke. We just talked about a movie we thought was amazing, and you should go watch it. And then buy a shirt with an angry squirrel or a lady monster on it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this has been episode 161. I made such a big deal about it at the beginning of the episode, and then it completely left my mind. That's 50, ladies and gentlemen. It's only getting worse from here. Um, it's been episode 161 of Divided by Werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. So from myself and Mitch, thank you again. Good night and have a good evening. Good night.